My wife is the first to know, and I am the last to know. Today's process is this, entanglements, momentum killer. Sit back, relax, let's light the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, online entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. Because this place is filled with monsters and bandits, here comes your first warning. Although I am a lawyer, this podcast is not for legal advice. Work with me, you must have a signed agreement. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All right, let's enter the understory. Remember, admission is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Wade Skalski here, lawyer, pandemic podcaster, sitting talking to you from the garage bunker. Uh, my blind dog Lily is in her makeshift towel dog bed. Maybe I should go to the store uh, and go get her a new bed or order one on Amazon. I keep getting this book keeps getting resent to me from Amazon. Um, Russell Brunson's Traffic Secrets. I just got the third third copy of it from Amazon for some reason. I'm not quite sure why I keep sending it to myself. Uh, if it's on some kind of like, do I have a subscription to the same book? Is my daughter ordering it from my phone without my knowledge? I don't know. It's a mystery. So I'll have somebody, I'll have to give it to somebody. I have the boxed set. So uh, I have a, it's in a box of all of the traffic secrets, expert secrets, um, dot com secrets and the workbook they're all in the in the box set so I've been working on that which has been exciting um, so I have to give this book away again so anyway that's a that's a little mystery that I'll have to solve somehow if, it's, if I get another one I'm going to have to actually solve it because uh, it's an entanglement because I you know whatever it is eight bucks or seven bucks and then it's just uh, I have to think about it in my head is like why do I keep getting the same book and it takes some of my points away. So that's what we're going to talk about today is entanglements. But not the book one. That's not very exciting. We're going to talk about my belly. My belly. Very exciting to talk about. Um, I would like to say that right now I kind of have a cute a cute little belly. A nice little roly-poly belly. So when we moved to Virginia Beach a year ago or so, a little, little over a year ago, uh, when we first got here, our, our car wasn't here because we, f- we, flew, we flew in and our car we had it transported on some truck right and it's so it's so funny how that works like they're so professional on the website and it looks like you have some so like, like the most competent people in the world and then when you get your car it's some dude who looks like he can barely like pay his own bills and he's been taking care of your car and it's like it's almost like anyone could if they just identified as you could get your car it, it was very not a lot of not a lot of uh I don't know. Not a lot of, once they get your money, it kind of goes downhill from that. They're good at getting your cash, but the actual fulfillment leaves something to be desired. But whatever. We got our car. It was broken. There was something wrong with it when I got it. But I don't know. Who, who, who can say whose fault that is? It's their fault. But whatever. It's still not fixed. But it's still not right. Beatrix is not right. So she's got a little she's got a little shimmy that I'm still trying to get rid of. But anyway. So that's not the important part of the story. There's been two red herrings to this podcast make you think that's what I'm going to talk about, the entanglements of the car and the entanglement of this book I keep getting. No, we're going to talk about the entanglement of my belly. When I first got here, we didn't have our car, okay, for like a while, like two weeks. And uh, so I ended up walking everywhere, like walking everywhere, uh, but distant, like long distances, 
far, far away. Okay. Actually, I think it was like a month. For some reason, it took. It, I, I don't. Maybe it was. I got like the the ground. The, the I didn't do FedEx overnight for my car. I did like some super slow ground where they. I think they picked it up like three days after we left, and then they kind of meander across the country. And you're going from coast to coast. They picked it up at the Pacific Ocean and they dropped it off at the Atlantic Ocean. So they did the whole way. And um, it wasn't that. I mean, I don't know what it was like a thousand dollars to have that done. I don't whatever. So. But anyways, I didn't have my car for, let's say, a month. And so, and then, uh, so I walked everywhere. And when I mean I walked everywhere, so I had, a, I had to go to an office and I couldn't work. We were staying at my mother-in-law's house. So that, whole, that first, for one, the first month, my wife, our original plan was let's move into my mom, my mom, my mom, my mother-in-law's house. I guess it's, is it worse to move into your mom's house or is it worse, worse to move into your mother-in-law's house? I don't know. That's a that's a podcast question for a different time. So anyway, so we moved into my mother-in-law's house and the original plan was we were going to stay there for like six months and save cash. We were like, well, let's just kind of pile up some cash and find a nice place to live or whatever and we'll figure it out. Like the third day we were there, my wife was like, we've got to get out of here. And nothing against my mother-in-law. Uh, it's just that, you know, three adults, two, two young children in a house that is not baby-proof in any way, shape or form. Like it would take... It would take three months to baby-proof that house. Probably longer. Probably longer. Uh, and so it was like a nightmare. It was so stressful. And we're like, our kids are going to kill. Like, you know, Luke was kind of, couldn't do stairs. And there's all these stairs. And Luke was going to kill himself. So I had to get out of there. Like, so I would go over to the FedEx um, Express and work from their computer there. And... Um, I had my computer, but for some reason, I don't know. It's just there was oh my laptop broke, and so I didn't. I my and my mother-in-law's computer was like had like a fifty-six k modem inside of it. It was that old. I mean, it was it was old. It was old. She had like the original Netscape internet browser on there. Like it was bad. So I had to walk over to the Federal Express and to use their computer for work and stuff like that. And I think that's like two miles away. Right? So I was walking like four miles a day. Right. So I was walking everywhere and I was all stressed out. And we were, you know, we, we, were, we sent, literally had spent, I, I think I pulled the last money out of my bank account to pay for the the baggage to get our bags here, right? Because the the pods were expensive, and literally, because I had to shut down my I had to shut down my business in December of 2018, like stop taking new business because I I couldn't be signing a lot of clients because every case you know takes like three to six months, and then that was so we could move in May, right? So. Um, so I shut everything down, and then so we I still had some cases, and, and we were I was working that out, but I was making no money, like, and we spent all of our money and savings and everything during that time, and then also for the move because the moves are expensive, and um, so landed here. I didn't have didn't have I had very little money, right? Like no money, and uh, almost no way of having an income. So it was a kind of a it was an exciting time. And so anyways, um, landed here and I was walking everywhere and I was so stressed out. So we weren't like eating out because we had no money. And so I got, I like leaned out, like I, I got down to my wedding weight. So I got, I'm 6'4 and I, I got married. I was like 215. Right. And my BMI says the history of Wade's body and mass index by Wade Skalski. My BMI is supposed to be like 207, which I think is too skinny. Okay. But anyway, whatever. I was like the thinnest I've been in a long time. Cut a lot of weight. 
and um, also cut a lot of weight because I stopped drinking. Like, and so that, you know, not drinking gin fizzes will also do that too over time. And then you kind of lose it all at the end. So anyway, so I was like super skinny and everybody was like, oh, you're super skinny. And I liked it. My knees didn't hurt. My back didn't hurt. I was doing, my hips were better. And so I was doing great. And, uh, and anyway, so I just got used to being skinny again. You just kind of got used to it. And my mental image, um, my mental image got, got used to being thin. So then now we're kind of getting a little bit more established. We're in the pandemic. I'm not really working out at all. And my wife was starting to like body shame me a little bit. She started to make little jokes here, there about my cute little belly. And I was like, yeah, I got a cute little belly whatever, but it's not that bad. I'm still skinny. I'm still, I, cause I haven't weighed myself. Right. Um, and, um, and I'm tall. So it's like you can care. I can carry it, but obviously my wife notices cause she notices everything. And, um, cause she's my wife. That's what they're supposed to do. And so anyway, so, so yesterday, um, I got on the scale and I, I put on 10 pounds in like four months. Okay. But the 10 pounds I put on is all in my belly. It's like cortisol weight, right? So when you get stressed out, you exert cortisol and then it all goes to your belly. Okay. For men. Um, I don't know what it is for women. I don't, I don't even want to go there. It's never happens for women. Women are all look wonderful and perfect at all times. Every woman on the planet. So don't want to get in trouble. Um, so anyway, so I was like, oh my God, I said, I stepped on the scale. My wife, my wife sings, there's a, there's the, uh, the Johnny Cash song, right? Where, um, he does the cover of uh, hurt or whatever. And he goes, I hurt myself today. So my wife sings when she, before she gets on the scale, she always goes, I weighed myself today. It's hilarious when she does it. I don't know. I think it's funny. Um, that's why I married her. One of the reasons is because she's really funny. She makes me laugh and, um, she pretends to laugh at my jokes. So cough button. All right. So let's get to the point of the story. So I weighed myself and I put on 225, 225, right. And, but it's all belly. And I was like, Oh my God, I gained 10 pounds. Now everyone else knew this. Any other human being that would see me would saw that I have, a, I have like a legit, legit belly. Okay. And, uh, everyone knows this, but me, I'm the last person to know. And you'll see this sometimes where people will tell stories about how they got fit. They'll see a picture of themselves and they're like, Oh my God, I, I don't look great in this picture, but because they see themselves in the mirror, their mind will give them a false image of what they look like. All right. So what does this have to do with entanglements? Well, weight is a really good analogy for entanglements. When you start to put on weight, right, um, it's cumulative. So it obviously it kind of adds over time, and it uh, the more weight you get, the more your knees start to hurt, right? The more your hips start to hurt, the more your cardio goes down, and then it becomes kind of a feedback loop because it's harder to go work out to the gym because you have less energy, so you get more weight, and then it just becomes this spiraling, spiraling thing. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh my god, suddenly I put on all this weight, right? And that, and then. It's easy to get negative momentum. A negative momentum can take you in that direction for sure, because then you're like, you're you're starting to eat cookie dough. Like I was eating raw cookie dough, just eating raw cookie dough, eating Kit Kats. Like I was definitely, um, definitely using food for stress, right? Because it's a stressful time. Like there's a lot going on right now, and so and I'm not. I have zero momentum for working out. I have none. 
Like I haven't, I, I went for a walk last week and I'm starting to do my couch to 5k and starting to, but it is, it is literally like the old man coming out of the, 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 the giant coming out of the, the stone mountain, right. has been sitting in there for 5,000 years and just like, Oh, right. It's tough. Like there's, I have no workout momentum at all right now. And, and that's what, that's a really good analogy for what an entanglement is. An entanglement is anything that, um, is not handled and that is, is, that could be handled and is present, right? An entitlement, or an entitlement, an entanglement is anything that could be completed, has not be has not been completed, and is still present in your life, right? So, like, um, you know, and this can be anything. It can be in your connections. It can be a relationship, right? If you um, if you were like dating someone and you kind of ghost that person or they ghost you and there's been no resolution and they're still kind of hanging out there. It's an entanglement. Nobody really knows what's going on. That kind of weighs you down, right? And just like weight will kill your knees or in your hips over time uh, and then you'll start to overcompensate and then it'll hurt your back and then you'll not start working out and then it just starts a negative feedback loop. loop. Entanglements will do that to your momentum. And Here's the thing. Right now you're in your nine to five, okay? You're you're or you've got a side gig or whatever, right? And you are you feel trapped by whatever your situation is. The number one is this the number one? Okay, I'll just I don't I don't feel comfortable enough to say it's the number one thing. However, in the top three things that you must cultivate for business is momentum. Business momentum is critical. Okay. Because momentum, you can get on a positive feedback loop in your business and then you get deal flow and then, you know, eventually you get deal, deal flow and then you just get a flywheel and then you're set. Okay. You get, I had a friend describe it once as it takes a lot of work to get the space shuttle into orbit, but then once it's in orbit, it takes no energy to have it orbit the earth. Right. And that's kind of what you need to do to get momentum. Right. And you need to eventually though, with enough momentum, it'll kind of put you off in the space and then you're in maintenance mode and then you can, you know, do something else, whatever. So, but entanglements there, you know, there's this line from the Cardinal of the Kremlin. So this is another escapist thing I do sometimes is I'll, I'll go get into a, a series of books. So I read, um, Tom Clancy, like all of his books. Okay. I've done that like three times. And if I'm reading Tom Clancy books, it means I'm insanely stressed out because it's an escapist thing. Um, his books, they're so far, they're not, have nothing to do with law, have nothing to do with business. You know, it's the Jack Ryan stuff. Um, and there's a line from Cardinal of the Kremlin and I read it and I was like, this is, this is exactly about, it was a great line. You know, Tom Clancy, Tom Clancy's not like, um, He's a thriller writer, you know. He's like, it's like James Patterson. Like, he's they're they're more about the story. He's not so much about the language, and so it's not like you have these like massively awesome sentences that he writes in there, right? It's, it's more about the characters and the story, uh, and um, so it's not it's not uh, it's not like a literary book in that sense. But he had this one line in there. It was awesome, and it, it was a line in the Cardinal Kremlin that said that fears are additive, not parallel. And that's that line's awesome. That's what entanglements are. Is the entanglements are not uh, parallel. They don't just run next to each other. They pile on top of each other. And so, um, and then you know, I talk a lot about your points. Like when you wake up every day, just think you have a hundred points that you can do things with. And when you run out of points, you can't do anything else. You got to recharge or do something else or whatever. And so, whatever your level of entanglements are, uh, you wake up and you just cut a number off. 
Okay. Before you even start your day, let's say you just take off 20 points and you start with 80 because you're not operating at optimal efficiency because you have entanglements that have all piled up. And then what happens though, is that some of those entanglements, they flare up. Like, like if you put a fire out, the embers are still there and for they burn hot for a while on a campsite and it can flare up again. Right. And that's what entanglements do. So entanglements will actually get you on both sides. They'll get you because they just cut your, cut your points off before you even wake up in the day. Unless this is where you're operating at optimally optimally and then also those that sometimes they'll flare up and they'll pull focus right um and so it's it's just like it's it's uh it's it's if they're trying to cast actors in the background on a tv show you can actually be too good looking and what that happens is that if you're in a background and you're too good looking and the main actors are having a conversation and like let's say like an extraordinarily good looking man or woman walks by um, then it, they call that pulling focus because it will pull your attention to that person away from the main actors and what they're doing. So um, that's what entanglements do, but negatively, right? They're both negative, I guess, in a sense, because you're what you're trying to accomplish, but it pulls focus. So entanglements, they kill your momentum. And the thing about momentum too is that momentum is a very tricky, you know it when you have it and it's hard to know how to get it. And momentum is a very tricky thing. That's why it's easier to get momentum in a different area. One of the reasons why I do a lot of learning from the side is because it's easier to get momentum in a different area and then apply it to the area you're trying to get momentum in. So as an example for... um, for, for your commerce, right? So if you want to try to, let's say you're stuck in commerce, you're stuck in your nine to five, you have all these entanglements about you with all these things kind of weighing you down. Trying to just like grind yourself out of there and get momentum in your nine to five is hard to do. But what you can do is you can get momentum in your connections and get momentum in your creations and that helps propel you forward and then makes you more effective in your in your commerce. And so that's why the whole learning from the side is so important is because, you know, your tackle, your, your entanglements also they also sort of fall into each area. Now they're all cumulative. So for example, you know, you have your entanglements in your commerce, you have your entanglements in your connections and you have your entanglements in your creations. Most people have it just in commerce and connections because they don't mess with creations very much, right? But they may have they may have an entanglement, like let's say they have a passion that they do something like NFL football where every Sunday they, they uh, or like, not NFL football, let's say fantasy football, right? Or, or uh, um, fantasy baseball. Like I did fantasy basketball once and I swear I was gonna kill myself. You have to do that like every day and it's, it's a math problem every day. So I don't know why people do that. I never do that again. But you can get or, or, or like me reading a Tom Clancy novels is like that's a that's a creative creative and you know, it's a hobby right in the creation side. So anyways, but um, each level of entanglements, there's one in commerce, there's one in your entanglements and creations and, and connections. Now, however, they all are cumulative. They're additive. They're not parallel, but the, the strengths, the strengths are different individually. So if you're stuck in a nine to five right now, that is the strongest level of entanglement for your life because it's the base of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and it's pulling you down into the understory. Okay. So the, what we don't want to do necessarily is try to tackle, is root those out first because there's, there, those are the hardest ones to get out. If you have a weed, there's a weed in my front yard right now. It looks like it's a tree, right? And um, I hurt my hand 
with the whole ladder, the incident, right? The whole ladder incident. And so trying to pull that thing out, it hurts my hand. My hand's actually not strong enough to pull it out. So that, that weed is just taunting me. And I'm, I was like, I could cut it, but I actually gonna have to dig that thing out. But it's it's big, right? And I've been blowing it off, but it grew like huge and the, 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 the roots are deep now, right? Now other little weeds that are popping up, just pull those, those are really, really easy. So your commerce ones though, are probably the ones that are the, the for most people, the commerce ones are pretty deep because that's why you're listening to this podcast because you're trapped in a nine to five. Your connections ones are can be deep, and those sometimes, if they're really problematic, that requires sometimes maybe like professional help, like counseling, right, or some kind of program to help you in your connections. But if your connections are relatively solid, then your connect if you are relatively okay, then. Um, then your entanglements are probably, that's a good place to start there. Or you have very few entanglements in creations. Your creations area is usually where we start. Um, if you have a lot of entanglements in your connections and your creations, whatever. The, that's that's kind of getting a little granular. We don't need to go into that right now. But all you need to know basically is that if you divide your entanglements into the three areas, they are additive, but the strength of the entanglements varies by area. That's the best way to say it. And you know, so the the thing is, is that the, the quickest way to get momentum is to, and it's a fickle thing, is to subtract, start subtracting entanglements. Well, that's one of the things that we're going to talk about in my book, Trap by Business. That's the working title. I still haven't settled on the title, right? Is is the whole book goes through entanglements, right? The whole big portion of the book is, is how to get rid of entanglements and, and goes more in depth into this, right? Um, so we want to start subtracting entanglements and having a, a process to do that. But then we also want to add something positive it's it's not it's not just enough to start changing your diet you need to add in the workout too right so for example so my belly so how do I tackle my belly right now right well I've got to I've got to fix my diet and I've got to start working out and if I start working out then I'll I'll stop doing all the the silly time sex stuff I got I'm taking the games off my phone like it's I'm into this game right now which is like it's it's so complicated. It's it's like a it's like a, a huge trap for my brain because my brain loves it because there's so many di- like chess is a very closed universe, right? But this game is is it's the Quint card game from the Witcher series. I'm 48 years old, 47. I know I'm playing a online computer game against other people. I get it. Okay, I'm telling you this that I'm not perfect, and one of the reasons why I'm publishing it out loud is so I can shame myself to stop doing it because it's like. It's so fun and awesome for my brain, but it's almost like taking heroin, right? It's like, I've never taken heroin, but I would assume that heroin is one reason why everyone's addicted to it is because it makes you feel amazing, right? So, but it's like heroin for my brain. So it's like, it feels good when I'm doing it, but it's like this giant time suck, right? I mean, it's it's like a hundred hours on there, I think already, or whatever, in the last like month. So that's a lot of fucking time. And you know, what if I've been spending a hundred hours on my book? It'd be done by now. So anyway, so I tell you this because I'm going to subtract that, but I'm going to and subtract the Tom Clancy novels and I'm going to add in working out and diet. And that will that will give those two things, the add and subtract together, um, uh, will will have a huge impact on and will help propel me forward. Now I'm doing good, like I'm keeping pace, right? I'm keeping my pace and so I'm I'm being productive, but I could be so much more productive than I am right now. And I need to, you know, I need to um I went on a little bit of a run for a little bit, not a run, like physical run, but like, you know, you got to go on a run, which is you got to, I, I believe you can kind of jumpstart things where you, you, you just start working all the time. And so I did that uh, and kind of got everything, you know, and I did that because of the, um, the pandemic, everything was like, my business went to zero. So it was a time where like we had to go in a complete work mode to hustle up, you know, even a dollar. And um, I did that, but now that where things are smoothing out a little bit, then, um, 
I'm now, I have these entanglements now because I wasn't doing my morning routine. I was just getting up and working, right? And, and so then I'm off kilter. So I have to reestablish all of those habits. They're easy to reestablish because I've had them before. Um, but I, need, I have other entanglements that have cropped up, like this stupid game in my belly. So I did an okay job of kind of doing sort of my morning routine, half and a half, a quarter sometimes when I was on the run. But now it's like I've hit that spot now where if I, if I don't go back to being able to do my normal thing, I'll burn out. Okay, because I'll get negative momentum from the entanglements I'm doing right now. I'll, you know, you know, we'll start drinking 20 gin fizzes a night and then it'll just be bad, right? Because I'll be so stressed out. So we're doing a course correct on that. And the thing is, is that it's a, it's a, it's a dance. Um, and I did a kind of a shitty job on it this last month. I wasn't in my work and I talked about this a couple days ago. I wasn't in my working papers, back in my working papers. And so it's like, boom, I can snap right back in. But that was the price that I paid to go on the run. Now, I'm better at it now, so if I have to go on a run again in the future, I'll know, okay, this is actually the length of time that I can do it. So um, I can do two months, but I can't do three months. I can't do a full quarter, but I can do two, I can do 60 days. And then because if I, if I, I have to do, I can do 60 days and then snap back into um, my normal routine. Because if I don't do that, if I do 60 days, then that last, I lose that 30 days because I'll, I'll spiral out of control that way. And and so that's just very useful to know. Uh, but you have to have a framework to be able to know that. So, and you also have to, the other thing too is, and this is <clears throat> what I want you to think about. Um, I want you to take out your working papers. If you don't have working papers, uh, go for the love of God, buy yourself a journal. And if you don't have a journal, take out your unicorn uh, trapper keeper from the fifth grade. And I want you just to commit to the idea that you have entanglements and that they kill momentum. Okay. Just write down, I have entanglements and they kill momentum. And then you can write down, I have entanglements in commerce connections and creations. You have them. Everybody has them. You're not, you're not a robot. You're not a super person. If you were a super person that had this all figured out, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Okay. Uh, and then what you want to do is you want to commit to subtracting some of them out and adding something in. Right. Uh, maybe it's a business. Maybe it's your escape plan. Maybe it's buying my book that's going to come out. Right. Um, that will help you with this. And, you know, for me, like I just told you what it is, is I'm committing to working out and diet and um, getting my body in shape. I'm actually going to the chiropractor tonight and um, work on my hand. And, uh, you know, so I've started to to I've let myself get weak and I've been OK being weak. Um I don't know why that is, but I'm done with that. So I don't want to do any things that make me weak. And, uh, you know, the one thing is, is I've done a pretty good job of not saying things that make me weak, but the actual acting things that make me weak and doing things that make me weak, I've been doing that. So um, time to fix that. So, but it's not, it's the good thing about it is it's just, it's just a course correction. It's not a mystery. See, these things used to be a huge mystery to me. I used, used to be confused all the time. I just used to be confused all the time. I didn't, everyone else seemed to know what they were doing. Um, I was confused all the time and I, I didn't understand why nothing was working. And now I do. And it's great. And it doesn't make it, it it's kind of knowing the reason why sometimes is a booby prize because there are some things that just doesn't matter for you. I don't need to know why my car runs. I just need to know that when it breaks, I take it to the mechanic. I'm not a car guy. That's not important to me. So it's a waste of time for me to learn how my car runs. But you kind of need to learn how you run. And um, I learned some huge advances where I can go on a run for 60 days. Um, I use the word run a lot today. I can go on a run for 60 days, uh, but I can't do 90. So now I know. So I got to literally put on the calendar. 
if I, if there's a crisis, okay, I can do 60 days and back to normal. So that, that also puts a close on the universe of what, what can I accomplish in 60 days? Um, which is weird because usually, I think usually things for me are always in a season, you know, but I think if I think I'm not at that level yet, I think if I go another level or two of growth and consistency, then maybe I could eke out a quarter, but I don't think anybody can do more than a quarter. Uh, without having huge, um, well, I don't know, maybe there's somebody out there, but it's not me, at least not yet. So, so anyway, so that's for today. And, you know, entanglements are a momentum killer. And momentum is your, one of your biggest three assets in business, if not the biggest asset. Because everything, when, and you know this, when everything is going well, it's everything's easier. When everything's going shitty, everything's harder. So um, it's time for me to get some momentum back, and, and I know how to do that. So it seems like a lot, but it's actually pretty simple. Just take some practice. And just remember, there is no end if it's in the path to understanding. If you are listening to this podcast and you are an online entrepreneur, I know exactly what it feels like to be you because I am one. I know what it's like to know that you are smart and work your ass off, but always feel like you cannot get traction. I know what it feels like to have your spouse support you outwardly, but on the inside, they're saying to themselves, is this going to work? And I know that you want to create something in business, but you always end up chasing the same dollar over and over. Or maybe you want to create something in the arts, but you feel like you shouldn't play there. So you wander in the forest, stuck in the understory. I spent over 40 years there fighting the same monsters and bandits over and over. And when I discovered that if you learn what the understory is and you start to go there on purpose, you can find a clearing where you have clarity and power in your commerce, connections, and creations. You handle the forest like a badass ranger with the proper mindsets and skill sets that you need. Not once chosen for you by some guru or your parents, but chosen by you on paper, on purpose. We can walk the understory together, but I cannot find you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Subscribe to my email list at understorylawyer.simplecast.com. Let's find your clearing together, a place free of entanglements, a place with a bedrock foundation, and a place where you set the boundaries, not anyone else.